The Canola Council of Canada has launched a brand new crowdsourced survey that can be accessed through canolacalculator.ca or canolacounts.ca. The survey is designed to help map canola plant densities and emergence percentages. Autumn Barnes, agronomy specialist at the Canola Council of Canada, explains how it works. What growers would be doing is going out into the field. When you're out there, count plants, get an average plant density for the field, and then you can open up canolacounts.ca. You can auto-locate yourself, enter your plant density information. It'll calculate your emergence for you, and then you get a really nice summary email. So if you're out counting plants and scouting fields for clients or for farmers, then you can easily email the results to them. Barnes says that most canola fields still average 50 to 60 percent emergence, which can mean that for every 10 seeds planted, four or five will fail to contribute to yield. Research shows that stands of five or six plants per square foot yield about five bushels per acre more than stands that average two to three plants per square foot. The Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety has launched an online course to help producers and international farm workers protect themselves from COVID-19. The course is offered in English, French and Spanish and will teach participants how to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Workplaces are strongly encouraged to offer the 45-minute course to temporary foreign workers across all kinds of operations and sizes. Migrant rights activists have increased calls for better protection since the pandemic began. Five migrant workers have died since March, and the topic has captured the public's attention in recent months. Saskatchewan is getting another brand new canola crushing plant in the hamlet of Northgate, just north of the Canada-US border. Sears Global Egg has announced its plan to build a $350 million canola oil processing facility on a 1,300-acre plot of land at Northgate, next to its commodity logistics hub. Construction of the new 1.1 million metric ton plant is expected to begin in 2022 and will increase exports of value-added products via the direct direct connection to the BNSF railway, adjacent to the United States border. The government of Saskatchewan is applauding the development, saying it will be good for jobs and the economy. Saskatchewan has a goal of increasing agri-food exports to $20 billion and processing 75% of the province's canola by 2030. A significant part of the western corn belt has less than normal rain this spring and a big part of North Dakota is in a drought. So a record national average of 179.5 bushels per acre of corn seems to be optimistic at this point. But that is still the yield forecast on the May 12th United States Department of Agriculture's monthly supply and demand report. Several numbers in the report indicate that the grain supply in the coming 2021-22 crop year, while tight, might not be as dire as the current extreme grain shortage. But in no way did that report show that supply will become comfortable. As the trade returns its gaze to the weather forecast, Prices could again mount a rally if worries increase about dry soil in North America or South America. The report's main effect was to give traders a reason to begin the profit-taking that had been expected after the huge spring rally that took crop values to record or multi-year highs and placed prices on a technical analysis into an overbought position ripe for a correction. There were sharp declines across all grain and oilseed crops on May 13th, on May 14th, the decline continued for corn, while wheat dug in and oil seeds managed to claw back a portion of the losses.
and the U.S. Department of Agriculture's first stab at production in the May 12th World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report was 85 million tonnes. On that same day, the USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service issued its Russia Grain and Feed Annual Report, which contained a far lower estimate. The FAS is forecasting 77.5 million tonnes of production in 2021-2022. According to the FAS, difficult weather at the end of the year has a affected the winter crops and reduced crop yield prospects, which is expected to result in the reseeding of large areas with other crops, primarily oil seeds, with an increase in spring-planted crops. Oddly enough, the two agencies are forecasting an identical 40 million tonnes of Russia wheat exports in 2021-2022, despite the 7.5 million tonne discrepancy in production forecasts. DTN's lead analyst, Todd Hultman, says the data doesn't make sense and that there should be less exportable supplies if the crop was 7.5 million tons smaller than the WSDE estimate. That could have significant impact on world prices for the commodity, given that Russia is the top exporter of the crop. For Golden West, I'm Blaze Wozniak.